Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast in the whole wide world. Thank you for joining us today or tonight, depending on when you're listening. I am one of your co-hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your co-hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful day or night to podcast and listen to the sweet, sweet rhythmic noises and tribal sounds of our beautiful vocal cords coming right from me. This might be the earliest that we've ever recorded. This is hands down. (laughs) Like, it's not even close. It is 10 a.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, which basically means it's 4 o'clock in the morning, Carmen and Kelky time. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? It's nap time. Yeah, and no spoilies. We'll see you all in the next one. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, so we are going to talk about this episode. It's true. Something to say first, or were you waiting to say? Oh, that was for the other thing. Yeah. Uh, Tune in to our Patreon for a new Patreon episode. Spoiler alert: We're talking about Black Panther Two: Wakanda Forever. Hello. So good. Um, okay. Spoilers. So, spoilers. Uh, we'll talk about this episode instead. This episode of Grey's Anatomy is episode 67 overall. It is the sixth episode of the fourth season, and it is called Kung Fu Fighting. And that's a song. Kung Fu Fighting is a song. Um, it's exactly I've nev- the song you're thinking of. <laughs> I've never heard this song before. It's really good. Uh, definitely a fan. And that's it. That's all I got. Just kidding. <laughs> I've heard of this song. Everyone in the entire world has heard this song. Yeah, if you haven't um, heard this song, I don't know what you're doing. I, I want you to know that this is the first time uh, in since we've done this that I, I sat there and I'm like, what the fuck can this possibly be about? This is not are, – are, are they going to start <laughs> actually fighting each other in the hospital? I don't know. Uh, so plot twist – the end of the episode, I'm sitting there going, yeah, this makes no sense. There was not even a single, no one kung fu fought anyone. Uh, and Jack Black wasn't even in this episode. Well, those so, two girls. Yeah, but they didn't fight. They just were holding on to a dress. I mean, I guess they fought, but they didn't kung fu fight. No, they didn't, uh, they didn't kung fu fight. Yeah. Anyways, what I was really hoping is, so there's an episode of Scrubs in season three or four where the intro is uh, basically Turk and... Uh, uh, the Todd fight these uh, surgeons 
and they're all Asian surgeons in masks. It didn't age very well, but it's they they play kung fu fighting, and then he steals Todd steals the briefcase from Turk. And I thought if they have a whole montage where they're just fighting, this will be great. Anyways, Kung Fu Fighting is a disco sensation written by Carl Douglas, and it was released in 1974 off of his debut album, Kung Fu Fighting and Other Great Love Songs. Uh, (laughs) Disco is the age of love, and uh, this was really great. So um, if you don't know Kung Fu Fighting, it's a one-hit wonder. It is incredible. It's one of uh, the the best rated and most listened to one-hit wonders of all time, literally ranked. It was rated number 100 in VH1's uh, 100 Greatest Hit One-Hit one Wonders of All Time, and it was number one on the top 10 one-hit wonders of the UK. So really very very popular uh people know the song uh it reached number one so this is a lot so i'm I'm gonna read a lot here but it reached as high as number one in australia austria belgium canada france ireland the netherlands new zealand south africa the uk the u.s uh and west germany that's how far back we're going west germany uh so lyrics Everybody was kung fu fighting. What the fuck could this possibly be about in this episode? No one knows. But uh, with that saying, I already had this song in my iTunes library and would download again if I heard it for the first time. So, Kelsey, back to you, my friend. Tell us some more stuff about this episode. Thank you so much. I will. This episode was written by Stacey McKee and directed by Tom Barica. And... Now I can tell you because you've watched How to Get Away with Murder, Tom Barica is Sam Keating. Whoa, shit. What? Yeah, so he directs a bunch of Grey's episodes, bunch of private practice episodes, and a couple of Station 19 episodes. And I believe he w- we will see him in an upcoming Grey's episode later this season. Yo, what? I'm excited. Yeah, so I thought, I was like, okay, um... You will know who that is now, so <laughs> I can tell you. Yay. Um, yes. Uh, this episode aired November 1st, 2007. It had 19.31 million viewers. And the episode synopsis is... Um, Christina and Izzy find themselves competing for the same surgeries and the favor of the doctors performing them. Singular doctor, but okay. Yep, just the one. Uh, gotta tell you, number one, big cool episode for Han. I'm mm-hmm. a fan. I'm a fan of Han. And I think that there's a couple of predictions that went right in this episode for me. I think I predicted uh, a couple things about how incredible I am. What did you predict that happened in this episode? I couldn't remember if I predicted that Alex and Lexi were going to bang. I think I, think I said have. they but I think I said like they were going to bang, but I'm not going to be happy about ago. it. Yeah, maybe. Meredith wasn't because happy about it either. Meredith was not happy. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, where do you want to start with this episode? I've got my notes ready. This is going to be a good one. Well, let's recap it first. This is what happened oh, yeah, 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 on this yeah, week recap. of Grey's Anatomy. The Carmen um, and Kelsey synopsis. <laughs> Erica Hahn works there, and she's mean to Christina for no reason other than it brings her joy. 
um, she's like decided Izzy is going to be her protege, which is a terrible idea for literally a million reasons. The worst. Um, <laughs> uh, Richard wants to have a gentleman's evening with Derek and Mark, and they spend most of the episode wondering if he's going to take them to a strip club. Uh, oh, also, Richard lives on Derek's land now. That was my favorite part of the episode. When you zoom in and you see him walk out of his trailer and Derek's just got his Airstream there and they're like neighbors. That was cool as fuck. <laughs> um, this is an episode surgery wise. There is an awake open heart surgery, which is bonkers to think about. Uh, what else happened in this episode? So this was the wedding dress contest. Oh, so yes. Uh, the two, the two, uh, blushing brides wanted to, it was like a hundred thousand dollar dream wedding situation. And, uh, we have one of the other patients is Pam's ex-husband from the office Mm -hmm. where he fell 12,000 feet out of a skydiving situation and lived Roy, uh, Roy. Um, and then we have basically, Oh, George being harassed by Mark and Callie. Yep. Yep, George being and then Izzy saying that she wants some like really passionate sex thing and mm-hmm. and then and you then know. not happening. And the other the other really big plot that I would say probably it will will definitely need I think maybe we should, we start here is uh there's a lot of conversations between Meredith and Christina about her uh, Meredith's healing journey mm-hmm. or lack thereof. Oh, that's familiar to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh you. Christ- oh, like interesting. You. Oh, uh, I'm healed. And that's, that's kind of this, what was, what was the quote that they said in that every time he gets closer, I become more unavailable, I think is kind of the big, that's the big line in this episode. So if that helps jog your memory of where you're, of where we're at, uh, anything else, anything else I'm missing here? Oh, I think those are the main ones. So if you're, Um, if you're listening along and you're trying to remember what happened, uh, it all centers around. That's what you missed on Grace. (laughs) Yeah. It, I think really the episode can be summed up in three words, ivory build woodpecker. Oh, when I was doing research, I learned that that has since been moved to the extinct list actually. Oh, RIP. Yeah. Think he killed it? No. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I trust your judgment. <laughs> so, okay, let's, yeah, let's start. So the recap that they provide on the show is Meredith is having nightmares. George and Callie broke up. Um, George and Izzy are together. Adele and Richard broke up. Uh, Christina and Han have issues. And Derek and Meredith are the same that they've been for ages. Too long. Too long. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm done. He's done, everybody. No more podcasts. He's done. This is the end scene of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's over. Go home. Why are you still here? I don't get it. Okay. So, yeah, let's talk about the Christina and uh, Meredith therapy sessions. Um, I love them from a friendship point of view. Yeah. I do not love them from... She really needs actual therapy point of view. (laughs) (laughs) Christina's great, but Meredith could not go to any, a a worse therapist friend in the planet. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. 
I mean, here's the thing. You have two kinds of people, the kinds of people who are going to say it like Christina and the kinds of people who are going to be like, no, you're fine. Like you're not doing anything wrong. Everything's going to work itself out. And like, both of those are bad. Those are both bad. So go to a real therapist. Okay. Yeah. Always. Also like, don't, it's not your friend's responsibility to solve all your problems. Well, they should unless, help, but unless you shouldn't it's be like, us, fix me. we can solve all your problems Well, because we're yeah. both healed. Well, I, we both need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, one of my favorite Christina quotes in this episode is when she says to Meredith, being aware of your crap and actually doing something about your crap are two very different things. And I feel like that's just true in life. Yeah. Being self-aware of your issues and like doing anything to like better yourself or work through them are very different. And um, yeah, just, just being self-aware really isn't going to do anything for anybody. Agreed. It's, it's like when you're at an AA meeting and you say, I have a problem, but you can just then go home and drink an entire bottle of tequila. Uh, it's, you have to do the work. You have to do yeah. the work on yourself. It's not, uh, again, I know we use this reference a lot because uh, the office is so popular, but it's not declaring bankruptcy. Yeah. It's you, you can say, I have a spending problem, but then you need to go through the process of paying down debt, et cetera, whatever. Same thing with your your mental health health you have to acknowledge the problem and then you have to go through that healing process and while that is a great quote quote from christina and there's a couple other ones that i wrote down because i i think that there were a lot of good one-liners in this episode for the two of them Mm -hmm. i think meredith is at a point where she wants to heal yeah but she she doesn't know how well i feel like she just wants to be healed she just wants it to be done. Like she doesn't, yeah. I don't feel like she's prepared to go through a process. I think she's like, this is what happened. So like, it's good now. Right? No, not yet, bud. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, champ. I'm getting, but close, it is, so. it's, it is interesting though, that, you know, you, you mentioned that Christina, obviously she, she's not the right person to be helping Meredith through this, but it's not like Christina is saying, it's all going to be okay. And she's also not saying like, why do you like, why do you care? She's like, there's a different route that she's going. I feel like, and she's basically saying, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to do this. But like what you're thinking right now is stupid. Just be by yourself, be alone forever. Be like me, be cold. Don't care about anything. Like I'm healed. Right. And that's also not good to have for Meredith because they're not building each other in the right direction. And Christina really truly hasn't coped with what she went through either. So it's an unhealed person trying to heal an unhealed person. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. Also, when Christina's like, it's what the book said. It's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, it's just not. Go to a therapist. Please. A licensed counselor. (laughs) Please. This, um, this it was 2007, yeah. though, you said, right? Yes. I mean, you got to think, though, too. 2007, there was still a lot of stigma around going to therapists, going to yeah, see a counselor. Yeah, and I feel like insurance has also come a long way in, like, what insurance um, will cover for mental health, and that's good. Um, I think it is more standard. Standard care that's offered. It's nap time. All right, I said it. I know. So I, I had already said it. 
I tried to hold it in so hard, but I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> so the the last thing that I want to say with Meredith, and I don't know if there's anything else you want to add on to their their relationship throughout this episode, but you see kind of these flashbacks, you see these small moments, you see these little one-liners, and towards the end of the episode, you see Derek and Meredith, they had sex, they're in the on-call room, they're naked, they're laying there, they're spooning it up big time, super Snuggles. cute. Yeah. And what are you drinking, by the way? That looks delicious. Is that a strawberry lemon smoothie? Perfect. No, oh. it's lemon perfect. Drink more lemon. Drink more lemon. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Lemon Perfect. If only Lemon Perfect sponsor us, please. Sponsor? Uh, what was I saying? So, yeah, they're spooning it up. They're super cute. And then I don't remember exactly what she says. I don't know if you wrote this down, but she's like, uh, I feel like I almost died or some shit. And then I didn't. And I want it all to feel like that moment when I didn't. And you were yeah, there. Yeah, she's like, everything washed water. away and like nothing else mattered. Like you pulled yeah. me out of the water and the water like washed away all the bullshit, basically. And she's like, I just wanted to be like, she was like, do you remember? And he's like, yeah. She's like, I want it to be like that again. Okay. Just do it. Yeah. Like allow it to happen. She, then she, cause in earlier in the episode or maybe this is the end of the episode. She says, the more available he gets, the more I pull away. It's when don't. they're in the bed at home. Yes, that's right. And then don't. she's like, does that make me weak and pathetic? And Christina's like, a little bit. But like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, Taking a picture here. Nice. Yep. There we go. My hair doesn't look terrible today, so it's okay. I mean, I didn't do it. I did. I woke up like this. <laughs> I woke up like this. Uh, podcast princess. Podcast princess. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I I just have a lot of, I have a lot of big feelings on just their relationship dynamic with this episode, and I don't know. Do, you as a Christina Stan, do you see faults with what she's doing, or like, what's your overall opinion of how she's handling this? Taking out, you know, hindsight, right? You know all of hindsight. Yeah. So, what's your thought on how Christina handled this episode? So, um, my thing with Christina, obviously, I do love her. She's great. Um, she is great for the record. I also love Christine. I am also very blunt. Um, but sometimes I'm less blunt. Sometimes the situation calls for, um, a gentler approach. And I think my thing is if she's going to say the things she's saying in the way that she says it, I think it should be followed by, but also go to a therapist. Yeah. Or some sort of disclaimer of this would work for me it probably won't or it might not work for you and that's okay because they're so yeah they get together and yeah they're their person they're they're each other's person but they could not be more different yeah in so many ways and i think the way that christina wants to never admit that there's a problem everything is always fine and meredith is sitting there like i have a problem i've acknowledged the problem i want to fix it yeah and then Christina's just like, well, acknowledging it and doing it are different. Well, yeah, she's coming to you, Christina, so fuck off. Yeah, it's so. kind of like, yeah, it's, she's, she's staying true to who she is. That's why I'm like, it's, Meredith knows that that's what she's going to get when, like, she's, if she wanted any kind of other validation or anything, she would go to, like, Izzy or George for someone to be like, it's okay, everyone's great, and it's just going to work out fine if you change nothing about your life. 
um that's not who she's asking she's asking christina so she has to know at some at some level what she's gonna get and sometimes i think they just talk in the direction of each other and not really with any expectation of a solution um yeah that's fair yeah i don't know that's one of those how i feel it's one of those uh do you want me to solve your problem or just listen to you vent kind of things? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, uh, so, yeah. Anything, anything else they're, on them? They're fun dynamic. You know, it is, they're, they're true to themselves for better or for worse. <laughs> they are who they are and they will be who they will be wherever you go. There you are. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I got to do the thing that Kelky's telling me to do here. Uh huh. Um, so I also really love, I'm going to bunch this in with this storyline. Cause I think it's the same. Um, <laughs> when Derek has the moment with Christina in the gallery in the surgery, yeah. when he's like, Meredith won't let me take care of her anymore. And Christina's like, I'm taking care of her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was a nice, I thought that was, they don't have a lot of nice moments because Christina is pretty upfront about her distaste for Derek, much like me. <laughs> so, and that Instagram account that you shared the other day or whatever they were. And that is that Instagram account is being incredible. They just always have the scenes that I need them to have. I think it's called. She's danger edits or something like that. It's we post, I post them on the gray story all the time. I'm going to so pull it up out. right now. Yeah. yeah. It's uh. Oh gosh, why can't I go to okay Grey's Academy podcast? And I have to go to your story. And then I have to go to watch the reels. Uh, this one specifically came from Durafest two. Oh, the two guys, yeah. So yeah. they're like famous on TikTok for doing these things. Like people will just comment like a show or a movie, and they'll just do a monologue or scene from it. And I just find it hilarious. They have others from Grey's that are spoilies for the future. No, can't don't no so no spoilies. To, so I needed to post the not spoily ones good yeah we don't want that uh okay i i don't know if i agree with you that i liked that moment in the uh, in the uh, operating oh, room interesting what did you not like about it because derek admits to christina like he he's in it like i can't i can't take care of her anymore in itself to me is he him saying like i want but i want to she won't let me. And Christina knows. Christina knows that Meredith is the one pulling away now. Yeah. Christina should have taken that moment and used that in the end of the episode when they're laying in bed to redirect Meredith and be like, look, he wants you. Well, Meredith you knows him. that he wants her. No, but like Christina, if she, she's a logical person. She's a rational, like very straight to the point, blunt person. She should be sitting there saying, he, he wants you, you want him. Just be together. Just do but, it. Figure, like, okay, do that's it. That's the whole issue is they can't because Meredith they has can. a lot of issues. And also, uh, I'm not only putting this on Meredith because Derek no, didn't yeah, do that yeah, whole yeah. thing where he was married and just didn't tell her. Right. right, right, um, right. And then picked his wife. Uh, and then didn't. I just don't unpicked understand her, said, no how, tag backs. how you think that Christina telling Meredith to just be in the relationship is going to fix it. Because Derek told Meredith two episodes ago, I want to marry you and be with you. I, but doesn't, uh, I, I don't there's know. There's no confusion I, about wanting to be in the relationship. But for me, 
I think it would be clearer if the writers just said, like, just wrote Meredith a line that said, I don't want to be married. I don't want to have kids. Why do but they you think haven't. that's the case? I Because th- then she would be with him. If she wants all those things and he wants all those things and they want to be together, they would just do it. You can want things and not be emotionally prepared to have them. I don't understand why, why you aren't getting about this. I just, if you want to be with someone, just be with them. That's it's simply fine. not that easy. It is that easy. Look it's at really me not. and Jennifer Aniston. We made it work. It's simply not that easy. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I, I just have a hard time with it. I, I felt like that was a moment where Christina could have taken it and like done more to help Meredith along the way towards each other. But uh, there wasn't that. But I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not healed, I guess, either. Who knows? Uh, although I feel pretty healed. But being emotionally unavailable was never anything that I had a hard time with. So I I don't empathize with that. It's hard for me to wrap my head around Meredith and what she's thinking. I'm more in Camp Derek on this particular conversation topic, actually. But last week you weren't. Last week I wasn't, but this week I am. Fun. That's so fun for us. The tides. <laughs> but I'm I'm only on Team Derek because he was up front. I have always my my issues with Derek have always been just be upfront, be honest. And you wanted to be with Meredith, you shouldn't have just gone back to Addison. I a lot of my feelings of hatred towards Derek not even hatred, disdain. A lot of my feelings of disdain for Derek stemmed from him choosing Addison and then being a dick to Addison the entire time. And then having sex on prom night with Meredith, mm-hmm. cheating on Addison. Interesting. So that's where a lot of my beef comes from. Well, I just disagree because I just think that you're wrong, <laughs> mainly. That's fair. It's, it's, you know, it's fair to disagree with someone when you think they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I uh, do often because you mostly are wrong all of the time. Mostly right. Cause I'm amazing. He's the worst you guys. Um, all right. Next topic. Let's talk about <laughs> George and Izzy. George or do we want to talk about Izzy. patience? Like, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Let's this talk is about fucking, we can it's way, about it's 1030 in the morning. I should be asleep right now. I should be taking my, my post drop off so of Marlowe nap. Yes. Uh, unemployed. Um, so George and Izzy, we start, we find George asleep in an on-call room and Izzy's like, how dare you sleep? On-call rooms are for fucking, you're ruining my life. And then she's like, I would like to have sex. And he's like, pops right up and he's like, okay, let's do that. And she's like, no, not right now, tonight, tonight, I'm going to shave my legs. We're going to have a nice romantic evening at home and it's going to be great. Everything. Let's plan out sex because nothing can possibly go wrong when you do that. And then obviously everything goes wrong with the day and they have no chemistry. Minus all of the chemistry they have. <laughs> they have no chemistry. And I need someone to, to write in and tell me if they have chemistry or not. I don't think I'm making this up. They have no chemistry. There's no I, I saw it. I've love. been telling you since episode two that they're going to bang. Yeah, but you think everybody bangs. Everyone should. Okay. Everyone doesn't bang, but everyone should bang. 
That's what this I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yours is not attached to chemistry. It's attached to you just <laughs> want people to have sex. I'm, But I'm happy for people that have sex. Everyone deserves That's to have sex. Consensual. Fine. If um, they want it. Yes. But, okay, so the funny thing about this scene is they, like, so Izzy goes to him. He's sleeping. We see now, I think you asked me last episode, what's your prediction for George? Plot twist, he's homeless. He has nowhere to stay. He's sleeping on just gurneys in the hall. People are sticking grapes to his nose while he sleeps. I don't know. Uh, but he's sleeping in the on-call room. Uh, but we haven't seen a lot of the behind-the-scenes paperwork or, like, dividing of the relationship again for George and Callie. So I don't know how long they intended on waiting to like redo their shit, but she's like, this is the first time since our first time. And we need yeah. to do this and I'm going to shave my legs, which yeah, go for it. Do it. Everyone shave your legs. Don't shave your legs. Fucking who cares? Let's just have sex. Uh, but yeah, George was like, I, 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 okay. Right now I could do that. Let's make this happen. That was my favorite part of the whole, the whole episode today. The on-call room one part? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially George when he's like, uh, uh, I'm dead asleep, but I'll make this happen right now. Um, hey, penis, I'm, wake up. I'm afraid to ask what your thoughts were at the end of the episode when they didn't have sex. Um, I felt like... I'm not gonna give you my full thoughts. Those are off. Yeah. Those are off. I know. Um, but I mean, I think George handled it nicely. But to be clear, this is the first time we've ever seen that expectation made and then not happen. I think if they were on the hundredth or two hundredth or a millionth time, George would be like, "Oh, here we go again." Uh, but it was cute. I mean, you have you have this breakdown. They were honest, and I think it's even I mean, even she's there's like sobbing. It's yeah, it's it's for sad. someone to sit and like sob and be like, I just am too tired, and then for the other person to be like, Well, that's too fucking bad. You promised to do it. I just don't love that. No, I'm not saying that that is what should have happened. I'm saying that's I would have understood if there was frustrations if it was the millionth time. Is I mean, I do think that they play it where he is frustrated, but he's like also aware of like how that needs to play out because both things can be true. He can yes. be frustrated and not be a turd. I also made a note because that, that look that he made, I was like, is he upset about the no sex he's, or I think is he's he regretting? Disappointed. Well, I didn't know if there was like a regret because this is coming yeah, on the heels so. of him having like that moment with Callie where he's like, I didn't think we could ever get to this point again. And she's yeah. like, I'm letting go. Uh, and I didn't know if George is being written as the kind of person where he's like, well, now that I, now that I can't have it, I want it, uh, kind of thing. I think it's just disappointment. That's how it reads to me. That's fair. But it was Um, cute. And then she, she shaved one leg, which I think is just hilarious. I think about that like all the time, like almost every time I shave my legs, I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if I only shaved one leg like that time that Izzy (laughs) only shaved one leg and then like sobbed hysterically about it. Like, I just, I don't know why I find that very amusing. It's also, you got to think the emotional stress that she had coming out of that surgery was very different than like a regular surgery. The dude's awake. She's holding his entire life in the palm of her hands Mm -hmm. in that. Han is doing the surgery, but she's the one who's keeping him calm enough like calm yeah exactly yeah definitely emotionally draining in addition to being like she said on her feet for six and a half hours in the surgery um 
And then also just like the anxiety leading up to the surgery of like wanting it to be good enough or like wanting to be hardcore enough for cardio as they say. So it tracks that. And, and I also like when she said, I, I want to do, do it, but um, I want to like be super into it for our first time since our first time. And so basically to be doing it, in this state is like basically a waste, I think is what she's saying in a way. Oh, I understand. I get it. It also, there's a lot of, uh, in, in scrubs, they spoiler. If you haven't watched scrubs and you plan on watching (laughs) scrubs, stop listening, skip ahead like 40 seconds. But JD and Elliot go back and forth. They're kind of like the Ross and Rachel of this show. They go back Mm -hmm. and forth all eight seasons. They finally end up together and when they decide they're going to be together, Elliot's like, we're going to have sex tonight and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to go get waxed and I'm going to go and shower. I'm going to do all this stuff and do my hair, blah, blah, blah. And the title of the episode is, I think it's called My Cookie Pants. And <laughs> it's just, he gets home and she's just wearing pants that she just was baking cookies all day because of how sad she was. And she never changed out of her cookie pants. Why was she sad? Because she got bumps like she she had gotten a rash from the wax oh. and she was like i still want to do this but like i I'm, I'm i'm hideous i'm ugly and i ate cookies all day blah 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 and jd walks in and he's like you're beautiful even in your cookie pants i love you let's do this <laughs> and it was a good moment i don't know if they actually i don't remember if they actually had sex but it was one of those things where it was very reminiscent of everything can go wrong and i understand the thought process of Especially because women are more emotional creatures than men, just biologically speaking. They want they want that first time to be perfect. Even though they had had sex before, they'd been in relationships before, but this felt more of like a final thing. And I imagine that over the course of these next couple of episodes, it's going to be kind of a similar theme in the Izzy and George narrative of this is the first time since that. And this is, I think, kind of an acknowledgement. Because I haven't even seen them kiss, I don't think. Do we see them kiss? No, they just lay down and they cuddle episode, afterwards. I said they didn't kiss. They only held hands. Yeah, they held hands. And I don't think they kissed in this episode either. Um, In the on-call room, like before she runs away. That's they have right. Like a little like. Yeah, that's not right. Not like. Blah, 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 but like a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that's going to be a theme that we're going to see in the next couple of episodes. Like leading up to their first time. Does it ever happen? Do they decide, well, this never works out. Things are always crazy, so let's just not be together. I don't love you anymore. Blah. <laughs> Who knows? I'm just spitballing at this, but I'm just randomly talking. But I like <laughs> that. As usual. They have great chemistry. Oh, my God. They have no chemistry. I truly cannot. I, I don't see it at all. Um, It's not there. It's not there for me. It's, it's really like sibling for me. That's um, what Meredith said. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like that's how really just the five of them are like, cause they, they're, they were little babies together and little baby interns together. Except Alex, Alex, you're really pissing me off lately. Okay. Let's get into Alex. <sighs> he goes good guy for a second when Lexi's in the closet mm-hmm. and he's like, like, don't be the runt of the litter. Every class has one. Every intern class has one. Just don't do it. Get out there. Be a badass. Do your fucking thing. And at that moment, I was like, they're going to bang. They're going to (laughs) fuck. And I'm not happy about it. And I wrote that down in my notes. I'm not happy about it. And then 
he said at one point, he's like, uh, when when uh, George was holding the the dress, he goes, "Oh, check it out, Bambi's a bridesmaid." Uh, he's a, he's a dick, and it's funny. But then he goes and he has sex with Lexi in Meredith's house and doesn't tell Lexi. Yeah, he was at least upfront at the scene where she's like, "Hey, like, you want to go grab a drink? Like, you want to go? Let's go get some tacos or like some some brisket or something down the street. Let's just do that." And then Alex is like, I don't, I'm not what you're looking for. Yeah. And he's still in love with Ava. <laughs> yeah. He says that he's like, I'm hung up on someone else. He just right. Says it. And right that's fine. Face. He has a, like the, the Bambi thing, making fun of George is funny. Like it's not out of left field anymore. He called out George's bullshit in front of everyone. Dick move. I get it. Does two good things in the episode and then ruins it by taking Lexi home to Meredith's house, her childhood home, owned by Ellis and Thatcher, Madam Vice President and Chief of Staff for Fitzgerald Grant the third. The third. Just, I don't get it, Alex. Have some thought. Or are you just trying to, because we've been led to believe that him and Meredith have actually a pretty decent like working mutual respectful relationship. And he throws that all down the toilet with that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like I could see it being played as an oversight. Like, Oh, it just didn't occur to me that to tell her if she hadn't said in that closet scene, I'm the other gray. Yes. Because she has explicitly mentioned Meredith's relationship, like basically making her job at the hospital and her day-to-day life at the hospital more difficult then like the, the groundwork is there and it needs to like be acknowledged. But like, had that not been said, it'd be fine that he maybe just like, didn't think about that, but it's said. So like, think about it. (laughs) And it's all, there's no ignorance there that we've, we've established that one sentence can travel across the entire hospital in a day. Clearly. We thought that the hot, the hospital thought that Callie and Izzy were going to fight because Callie said we need to talk or have words. Alex knew. And that's the part where I'm frustrated with when it comes to Alex. Yeah, I agree that, that I like, I don't think it's that out of character for him to sleep with her um, personally. And I also don't really know that like, it's that, I mean, it's not good, but he does say like, I'm hung up on someone else. Like again, he's being upfront. Um, he's like, I'm not going to be what you want or what you need. It's not going to be enough. Like I'm not in this for a relationship, whatever. I just want a bone. Appreciate the upfrontness. And I also don't even think he says it like he's, I don't even really think he's mean about it. Um, I mean, it's not like he's not delivering great information, but he's not mean or rude or like snarky about it. It's, he's just like a matter of fact, like this is the situation. This is where I'm at in my head. Um, which I respect. That's actually, I think part of a good character arc from where we saw in in season one. And I think horny Alex tracks, you know, he's, he's a bit, he's a bit horny and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's obviously like wants to have sex with him. So like, it's fine, but you know, just, I live with your sister or also maybe your sister's one of my best friends. I probably shouldn't sleep with you. Also a, a road we could have walked down. <laughs> yeah. So either of those two things or like, Hey, uh, if you really want to do this and this is consensual, I'm not going to talk you out of it, but I need you to know two things. Number one, we can't go back to my place. Number two, <laughs> your sister can never know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, you could have that line. And then honestly, even if they did, if Alex would have come to Meredith and said, Hey, I like, I need you to know that, uh, Lexi and I boned. 
Meredith, yeah. I think, would respect the honesty. I don't know, because in the first episode of the season, she got mad when Alex said that Lexi was hot. I forgot about that. So, I mean, maybe she would. Who's to say? I don't know. I'm I'm thinking in my head if I want to backtrack my statement or not, because I think you might be right. I think I'm backtracking. I think, yes, she would. But be also happy with the Meredith way. and Lexi story has really been up and down and back and forth and like just unpredictable and kind of all over the place. So it, it's really kind of hard to say at this point, honestly, like with any amount of certainty what anybody would be doing. Yeah. They round a corner and then they don't. And then they round a corner and then they don't. And then yeah. Lexi hides in a closet and then bones Alex. And then uh, we're, we're, we're back on the other side of the not rounding the corner. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gentleman's night. <laughs> Gentleman's evening. What did that sound like to you? Strip club. Especially because it comes on the heels of them basically being like, we have, like, we're sad about ladies. Yeah. And he's like. Any man who wakes up at 3 a.m. to fish for trout and eat it for breakfast fucking again has mm-hmm. lady problems. And I do, too. Let's go to a strip club like yeah. that. I get it. Uh, and th- what en- ends up happening is hilarious. And I love that Han is there because and we'll get to that other part of the storyline in a second. But even when they go to Bailey. She's like, hey, Bailey, uh, Mark's like, hey, hmm. Bailey, what do you think about this? And she's like, yeah, tassels and dollar bills, you dumb fuck. Yeah. That's gentleman's night. Evening um, or whatever. Yeah. Have you ever been to a strip club? I have, yes. Oh, where? In Chicago. Ew. Yeah. Long time that? ago. I genuinely long don't. Long time ago last week. <laughs> long time ago. That's why I'm so tired right now was last night. Uh. It was like fine. It was, was it for a bachelor party or for an event or were you just like, I got nothing to do. It's a Tuesday morning. You want to, you want to know the real story of this and put, or, or should we put this on Patreon? No, just get into <laughs> it. Just get into so it. So I went with my best friend who will name on, una- who will remain unnamed, but you know who my best friend is. I and, do. uh, my, my dad, my dad one night was like, hey, I'm going to go. Do you guys want to go? And we're like, sure. Okay. <laughs> like, this is weird. Uh, that is definitely weird. Yeah. And then, uh, like, all the girls were going towards him. And my best friend and I obviously were, like, young punks. Like, these guys don't have money. Uh, but then, like, one not, I mean, it's weird to say that there was an unattractive girl at a strip club because they have to be a certain level of attractive to be at the strip club. I would think same thing with a male strip club. Like you gotta, I couldn't just go and strip. I got way too much going on. Listen, everyone my, has different tastes. So I think okay, a, you okay, want to verify, you want to have a um, variety. You want to diversify the portfolio. You want to have as many cheeses on the charcuterie board as you can. Uh, yeah, but anyways, it was like, there were people that we didn't want coming up to us, coming up to us. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was like, it it was fine. It was just okay. It was like a $10 cover charge to get in. I had one drink and we were that. Oh, so you were over 21. Yeah. 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 But this was, this was, if over 21 is the benchmark that could have been any time in the last 10 years. I'm an old man now. Yeah. But never mind. What? I just like. What did Jessica think when this happened? 
Well, we were long distance. And she I didn't know. she didn't know until <laughs> uh, she she didn't know, but she does know now. She didn't know until after our wedding. <laughs> but she had never asked until she had never asked until like within the last year or so. And I didn't lie. I was like, yeah, I've been to one. We were long distance. I didn't tell you. Whatever. You don't like touch things. You don't have sex at strip clubs. No, no. I know. I'm not against strip clubs. I like am unbothered by the idea of like my significant other going to a strip club. But like a lot of people get very, very up in arms about it. If I would have told Jessica that I was going to a strip club at that point in our relationship, we probably would have broken up. I tell her now when she asks and I was open and honest about it. Was it a lie by omission? Sure, if you're one of those people, but I don't believe in lies of omission. Uh, I am a lawyer. Ask me the direct question, and I will answer the direct question. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it was just like it was an experience, and I haven't gone back to one since. I don't think I really have a desire to go back to one. Yeah, I would have gone to Rachel's, though. I would so go to Rachel's. Topless steaks. That go. sounds Everyone great. Everyone said they would go with me, and no one ever went with me. Is it still open? I'll go. Let's go. We're going to be in Orlando. Let's do it. Yeah, we're busy. Screw, when the, we're in screw Orlando. the yachtsmen. Um, what about October? Let's <laughs> go in October. Um, yeah, I've never been to one, but there was one in the town that I went to college, and it had the worst name ever in the history of strip clubs. Was it just called like Titty Sweat or some shit? Basically, like, it was called Fuzzy Holes. <laughs> There's, but isn't uh, that disgusting? Yeah, it is. The fuzzy Holes is not great for any express of the imagination. There was one in Wisconsin that we would always pass when we were going up to uh, Cindy's cabin, and uh, it was called Chubbies. <laughs> and it just, you think of any of it. You, see, you think of dudes walking around with a chubby, or you think of just the people who work there or the people who are going there. And I'm like, I just don't, that's not my cup of tea. I'm not, <laughs> not into it. Anyways, Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Uh, that was a fun little, little walk we went on. But you know what? Hey, if you went to a strip club, message us. Don't send us pictures, but let us know. <laughs> um, or if you're with, uh, if you're with Kelki and you're thinking, uh, yeah, I have no problem with my significant other going. Or if you're in the other side of that and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I would have a problem. Let us know. Either way, it's fine. But, you know, it's a fun conversation. We'll have to maybe go more in depth. I'll tell you more of the stories of what happened that night when on Patreon. That's not much. It'd be a four-minute Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> when we go to Rachel's, we'll have to do a live stream oh, of our Rachel's event. Oh, gracious. All right. Um, okay. So we were at the a, Gentleman's Evening conversation. <laughs> yes. The gentleman's evening ends up being Monopoly, which is adorable, and I love it. And Han is there. She is there. After she throws the sex and race card at Weber. I was not mad about that scene. No, it was I definitely great. don't think that Richard was doing it intentionally, but I also don't think that unintentional sexism or unintentional racism is, ex- is excusable just because it's unintentional. I think... Um, it's just a learning opportunity for people and it's just like a chance to be like, oh, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing and I recognize it and I apologize and I'm going to do better moving forward. And I think that's kind of what happens. And I don't think she's like super accusatory. She's just like, this is how it reads. This is where I'm at. You don't ask any of the men working here to do what you're asking me to do. So I don't know if that's intentional or if you're 
just being weird about it because I'm new. Like, what's going on? What are the rules? And I'm going to go do surgery now. Yeah, I think that this is very different if it's just Weber and his bros. But the fact that they all work together is the line for me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I would on top of him being like, why didn't you tell me? And on top of that, them being like, you're the new Burke. Yeah, yeah. There's just a was... lot of things on top of each other that kind of like give her more reason to feel that way, I think. Yes, but it would. But what my point is, is along the lines of if I wanted to get our friendship group together and I was like, hey, bros trip. I'm not excluding the entire group based on sexism, but if I was at work and I only invited the male managers out, that's where I feel like it'd be different. Yeah, it's definitely a different environment than just like these are my friends and I want to hang out with my friends. Exactly. Versus, yeah, a workplace environment, especially when you get into the dynamic of him being the boss. Exactly. And holding so much of their fate in the palm of his hands. And we even see the scene where they were going back and they were doing the the interviews for the new chief. Weber was like, yeah, you have one vote, but it's a big vote. Yeah. You know? Uh, but so I, I, I love that Han was calling when she was calling him out, she was like, yeah, it kind of feels like back when, uh, all of the white guys would invite everyone out to the country club and not invite the black guys. Interesting. Right. And then she just looks at him and walks away. She's like, anyways, I've got a surgery to go do great chat. Have a nice day. Yeah. But I I, I, I knew she was just very upfront about it. And she's like, I'm going to handle this and I'm not going to just like, you know, bury my feelings and write it off as me misunderstanding it. I'm going to say that this is how it's coming off. And if that's not the case, if that's not the intention, that's fine. That doesn't mean it's not coming off that way. Yeah. Do you, do you like Han? I feel like we're at a point now that I know that she's a, she's uh, sorry without, without swaying my opinion on her at all, because I, so far I, I enjoy Han for a couple of different reasons, but what are your thoughts on her? If you're looking at, gently toning down your hindsight view of Han, but also to this point of what we know of her. For sure. The first time I watched it, I like hated her. Um, And I still find it a little irksome that like the whole thing with it being Christina's idea and her still having Izzy in the surgery. I find that bad on a, like a teaching hospital level. Agreed. Um, but I definitely don't dislike her as much as I remember disliking her in the original rewatch or in the original watch through versus now. They definitely are trying to set her up as like this uh, villainous kind of jerk character. But I just don't agree. I I enjoy her personality. I enjoy that she's a strong female character. And especially we had... We had someone like Addison who was a woman in a woman-dominated field and just, like, gorgeous, right? I think that they – not that Han's not attractive, but she is less less beautiful to me than Addison. And she's in a dominated – male-dominated field specifically in cardio – that to me sets up a ton of layers that I'm really excited for them to explore because she's not your prototype. She's not like an Izzy Stevens model person 
in this field. She's like, I think very traditionally good looking. She's in a male dominated field and she's great because they call her in to do every one of these fucking transplants. Like she's the go-to person. I'm going to reattach your heart and I'm going to do this shit from the ground up. So I like her. I like her character so far. And I, other than kind of that beef with Christina, which I'm curious how that plays out. I like her. I'm, I'm Why team do you Han. Think they're writing her as a villain. Because they pitted her against Burke the first time we meet her. Yeah, but it was like and, a friendly competition, it felt like. Yeah, but still. I mean, I'm not saying a villain. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I am saying exactly villain. exactly say I, villain. I did. You're right. I exactly verbatim said villain, but I don't mean villain in like Darth Vader versus Luke, even though Luke was the bad guy and Darth Vader was the hero. Uh, or like a Harry Potter and Voldemort, because Voldemort was the hero of the story. Uh, let's let's pump the brakes on that one, that guys. One I'm being sarcastic. I'm, be- <laughs> I'm, I'm being sarcastic, guys. Uh, I actually don't like Harry Potter in general. I'm not a big fan. Uh, where was I saying? I I think they're just making her. They're currently writing her character as the the person who's a pain point for a lot of people, as opposed to someone that they're writing as to be overall liked, like a Christina or. See, Christina, uh, I feel like, is also divisive. Like, there are people that don't like Christina. and But there, that's, I think, more of just her character. I don't think they've written Christina to be a, ma- a malicious person. No. She's, she's selfish, but not malicious. Bailey, also, very straightforward, very stern. But it's, it's hard to not root for Bailey. I feel like they're writing Han to be the kind of person that you want to root against. You're rooting for Christina in the Han versus Christina battle. You're rooting for, uh, I don't know, I left the scene with uh, Mark, Derek, and Han, where she's like, are you guys a couple? Uh, I left that scene enjoying Mark and Derek in it, but knowing that Han is driving some of these storylines along, and I feel like they're yeah. just writing. I don't know, is that making sense? I, I'm just trying to use a little, because I don't have the hindsight, but I, I, I like to root for some of the antagonists and I feel like they're trying to make her an antagonist, but she's likable. She's a likable antagonist. She's like Thanos. Mm, Missed that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't think she's, I don't know. I think she's just, I don't necessarily think that they're writing her because in my mind, if they're writing her to not be liked, then she doesn't get that speech with Richard. Cause that's too, to like strong, powerful woman standing up for herself and like taking control of her work environment. And I think that's too much of like a good thing for them to be like, let's make this person not likable. But hold on though. That's a good thing. Now in 2023, we encourage 2007. Was it? Yes. Okay, I trust you. I feel like in that I feel like the writers in 2007 were trying to make her be an office bitch. Well, I feel like you're wrong. You can feel like I'm just telling you I've never watched the show before. Yeah, that's why you're just going to have to trust that I am correct and I okay. just think that 2007 wasn't like, oh, people who stand up for themselves in a workplace environment should burn in hell. <laughs> That's not what that I'm saying. That was not the 2007 vibe. I'm okay. This All was right. not a 2007 Karen. 
this is not what this is. That's not how she's being written. Now, what I do find interesting is that from the first couple of times we see her to now, she does seem to get glammed up a bit, which I kind of wish they would have just left it alone. Again, I don't think she's unattractive. Is she maybe less conventionally attractive than other people on the show? Sure. But like, that's the way of the world. Um, so it's almost kind of like a bummer to me that they like glam her up and have her hair all blown out and like put more makeup on her than when we first meet her. I get that. I get that a lot. Yeah, I see that. Because especially when she shows up at the end of the night to the gentleman's evening, she's like totally done and she looks mm-hmm. great. Um, okay. I feel like that's... I'm good on that conversation from the gentleman's <laughs> evening and the Han conversation because apparently I'm just a big dumb man, a big dumb man, a mansplaining. I'm a sexist overlord and I have no concept of anything, but you know, that's part of my charm. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, no concept of anything ever in the world. Fuck. I'm dumb. <laughs> Um, Put that on the bumper sticker. Fuck, Fuck, comma, I'm I'm dumb. dumb. Um, All right, let's talk about these patients. Where do you want to start? Let's talk about, well, we'll talk about heart surgery man first. I feel... Ivory build woodpecker. So sad for him. He has such high anxiety, and I just feel that on on, on a spiritual level. Um, Like, I'm the person who asks to be sedated when I have to get a filling at the dentist. Like, I can't. I, the anxiety is too high. I need Can to confirm. be completely out of it. I cannot deal. I one time, first of all, also, this was the situation. I one time was like, can I have that gas that makes me not care? They were like, yes. And it was $99. And then the next time I was like, can I have that pill that makes me sleep? And they're like, yes. And it was $4. Obviously, it would, why would I not just take the pill? There's a pill that makes you sleep? Yeah, that's what they gave me at my dentist. They would be, I would take the pill like an hour before and then someone would drive me to the dentist and then they would put me in the chair and I would just have my, my delightful nap and then someone would come and pick me back up. That's wild. I've never heard of that. Amazing. One of my closest friends is a dentist. So I'm like, man, why have you never offered me that? And I had 12 cavities at one point. You dickhead. I also have like. It doesn't, I've said this before, I just have bad teeth. So like, even if I brush them 14 times a day, like the dentists are like, yeah, we can tell you're trying, but like, they're just, they're just like, doing <laughs> a bad job at being teeth. Like you just got to like not have sugar ever. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. So speaking of, did you ever go watch Timmy tooth, Timmy the tooth? No, of course not. I told you that looked terrifying to me. I was talking to uh, Alicia and I'm trying to find the quote. Uh, see, so she she messaged me and she's like, oh, also shout out to Alicia. She says, I swear to God, every episode you guys put out, one of your references is a somehow obscure thing from years ago that I assume the world forgot about. When I was five, I got a concussion watching Bananas in Pajamas, and I definitely watched Timmy the Tooth, but nobody remembers him. We remember. We are here to unlock childhood memories. That's gotta that be the we gotta we serve. Yeah. Also, just for anyone out there looking for something to really reminisce about, two words. Dunkaroos, bitch. Those are back, man. Those are back. I know. I, I love, love it. it. Did you ever, I mean, we I mean, we talk about 3D Doritos. 3D Doritos are back. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, 3D Doritos. Are, but they don't, I haven't seen a nacho cheese one. It's got, like, they have like a difference, like an off-brand nacho cheese. It's like 
chili chili nacho surprise 3D Doritos. Um, have you seen the Doritos that it's like uh, Cool Ranch? Some of them might be a fucking Serrano pepper and some of them might just be regular Cool Ranch. And it's a mystery. No. They're all in the bag together. Yeah. Oh, that's I a thing that. that happens. It's like mystery yeah. jelly beans and one of them is fucking vomit. Yep. No, thank Ow. you. Okay. Um, yeah. It's all right. Wild. I rebuild Woodpecker Guy. Anxiety ridden surgery open heart guy. Yeah, so they're going to just do a catheter where they, like, run the catheter up his leg and then go into his heart and clear out a clot or whatever. They tr- try and do that. Way too much blockage. Going to have to open it up for real, but he has an allergic reaction to the anesthesia, so they have to pull him out, and they're like, you're just going to die. So sorry. <laughs> and I mean, Obviously very emotional. So sorry. That's, um, that's what happened, yeah. They were going to discharge him. Christina gets word of this and she's like, not on my watch. That's not what this is about. So she gets on the internet and she does some research in the medical journals and she finds a solution and she goes to Han and she's like, basically do this uh, epidural from the neck down. So he doesn't feel anything and he can be awake and you can like do the surgery. And that's obviously when we get into the Han still picking Izzy, which is some bullshit in my opinion, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that to me is very stressful. Like we talk about, we've talked about awake brain surgery being stressful and you said that you would hate it. And when you said that, I was like, man, wait till we get to this heart surgery episode. Yeah. Hell no. And, and awake eye surgery. Ugh, no, thank you. Yeah. Michael's dad has had eye surgery and he's like, yeah, you're awake. And I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Take take not me home, me. Jesus. I'm toast. The thing that was really crazy is you, and we see a little bit of it, of it when he starts to get stressed and he's looking up. He's like, "Oh, I'm 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 used to watching birds. Now these birds are watching me. Blah blah blah. They're people." Uh, I get it. It's great. It's crazy. But he starts shaking and he's obviously stressed out. Imagine they nick an artery and you bleed out and you watch yourself die. That's insane. Watch yourself die. Because if you die on the operating table, you're you're like, yeah, you're you you die, you're asleep, you just don't wake up from the anesthesia. Oh, so you just mean die. You just die like a person who's dying. Yeah. Here you have to physically watch it. You watch the chaos. You watch people try to save you. You're freaking out. You're like, oh, am I gonna die? Oh, yes, you're gonna die, dude. You're you're dead. He doesn't die, but that to me, I I was like, okay, something's gonna happen. Like this guy's gonna die and watch himself perish and watch blood just popping out of his heart. I don't know. I thought something bad was gonna happen, but it's a, it's a happy story. But I I thought did, something bad was gonna happen. It did end up okay. The one Do line that got think- me. Go ahead. Sorry, just real quick. The one line that got me was after they said that he was going to leave. He's like, so I'll be sick and exhausted and like this every day until I die. And they're like, yeah, bruh. It was sad. And he just goes, it was sad. would have been nice to see that bird. Oh, sorry. And Mr. he Arnold. was in an episode of Psych. He was uh, season four, episode 13. Death is in the air. And he is a, he's a guy who tried to do like a plague outbreak. He's a he's a bad guy in that one. My goodness. Um, so yes, uh, it's you were going to ask me something. Yes, do you think this is a good Izzy story? Yeah, 
but like right that's how i feel i'm like i it's supposed to be good but like i don't like it izzy all of izzy's best stories don't come from her doing a surgery yeah she was in the surgery yeah she stopped surgering to tend to this guy's mental state. I know surgering isn't a word, but I was using it for comedic comedic point. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for telling. The best jokes need to be explained. So what I thought was I would take the word surgery and I would turn it into an adjective. That was the mm-hmm. joke. Does that make sense? Do you get it? No. <laughs> or a verb. Verb yeah, ending in I'm ing. I'm not even going to. Thank you. My question. bad. I'm married to an English major. It's okay. Nouns. Uh. I don't know. I It was good. It, I'm glad that she was there for the guy. She has high emotional intelligence for her patients, regardless of if she wants to do that in her real personal life. But am I missing something? Has she had a really good breakthrough surgery moment? Has she had kind of those moments like we've seen with Christina and George? And uh, I mean, I guess I'm having a hard time remembering Meredith having a really good surgery moment but am i missing something am i forgetting something about izzy's no, I character really don't feel i feel like everything with her is about like emotional connection be it to patients or doctors or whoever but like it's not about getting like it's not about a heart in an elevator time of deal well i guess she had the um the drill at the on the ferry, ferry. on the ferry yeah 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 that was probably the most like Izzy surgery moment that we've seen that I can think of. That's fair. I, I did forget about that until you started to mention the drilling of the holes on the ferry. Someone at home is going, but what about the ferry? Yeah. Um, to, to them. They're inside of their car on their way to work right now. So I, we're sorry. We're sorry. We heard you. We remembered. Thank you so Thank much you. for reminding us. Ivory build woodpecker. Um, yes. So, you feel the same way. You you're like, eh, it's. I mean, it's okay. It's fine. It's a good storyline. Yeah, I, I feel guess. like I'm meant to like her, and I don't. Like, I feel like I'm meant to be like, Ugh, she can do cardio. Good for her, but she's so hardcore. Christina, she's, she's like, loves cardio. She loves hearts. She loves learning and seeing the inside of a chest cavity. And Izzy's just like, that's fine. Like, I don't yeah. feel like she has the passion about this she at one point says oh if i was christina i'd be studying and researching and i'd be going through the surgery out you know i'd I'd be doing blah 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 and then we get this like weird 15 second scene where izzy's repositioning the monitor and she's laying on the bed and she puts the bird on the saline bag or whatever or the the iv bag Mm -hmm. none of those are surgical related though is she the her success in this storyline is is directly correlating to how much we as the audience care about this guy living to go see this fucking bird. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Yeah. It's yeah. It's interesting. Um, I just, I mean, and I will give her the credit when Han says like, Izzy go scrub in and Izzy says, well, it was Christina's idea to do the surgery. Like I do feel like that deserves credit. She did say that. And then Han's like, do you want in or not? And she's, I mean, she's like, well, yeah, I do. So. You can't say no to that. Yeah. Not at that point. I want to give Izzy career. the credit for trying to pass it back to Christina initially. Yeah. Um, I feel like we yeah. should take a minute and say, hey, sponsors, 
uh, give us a message. The same thing. Yeah. So uh, listen to an ad. Don't listen to an ad. Skip it. Do what you want. But uh, thank you for coming to our show. And here is a brief, brief pause. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And we are back. <laughs> we're ah. awake. We're alive. We're here. Um, and since we're paused, we will take another short pause for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Ooh, a whip. Yeah. Cracking it's like a whip. whip. Okay. This one has four people. It has two men and two ladies. So while I was IMD being the psych episode guy, Ivory Build Woodpecker, I saw that he was in Scandal. Yes, well, also, I feel like you should have seen those episodes already because they're in season two. I just don't remember. That's fine. Yeah. But he also, in that episode of Psych, he has, like, facial hair, and he's got, like, this comb over, and he's wearing glasses, and I was like, he looks very different, but when I heard him talk, I recognized mm. him, so I should have saw and seen that in Scandal. I maybe have to go rewatch those, but, okay, um... Is Pam's ex-fiance yes. in Shondaland? Okay. And then both the brides? No. Damn it. One of the brides? Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Redemption. The bride who wins. Yes. Grocery store mom bride. Okay. No, wait, and wait, then. Wait. Nope. Hold on. Blonde bride? Sure. Yeah. No. It was It was the bride who wins. Okay, and then last one is uh, who else is in this fucking show? Oh, uh, oh, uh, Sally. Yes. Ah! I'm not gonna take a full win on that because technically I got the brides thing wrong. But okay, I'll take that half half a win. Okay. Um. So David Denman is Rick Jacobs, who was Pam's ex-fiance in the office. And he was in one episode of how to get away with murder. He was the husband of the woman who like set off the bomb and killed someone and then ran away with the, with the cult leader. Oh, how did I not recognize him? Yeah. Wow. I'm a dumb bitch. Yeah. Um, and then Cullen <laughs> yeah. Douglas uh, was Mr. Arnold. So I rebuilt Woodpecker. He was in one episode of Station 19 and three episodes of Scandal. Nice. Then we have Marina Black, who played Sally. And she was in one episode of Private Practice. And then Chrissy Whitehead played Helena. So the bride that wins. And she was in four episodes of Private Practice. Nice. Yeah. 
Fun Carmen fact, the name of my acoustic guitar is Helena. Yes. After the My Chemical Romance song, Helena. Helena, Helena. That's how that song goes. That's you just you nailed it. I thought I was listening to My Chemical Romance just now. Thank you. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Um Anything else you want to add for Shondaland? Uh I guess we should shout out Tom Barica for being in Shondaland because he's the director, but also Sam and also yeah. directs a lot of things. Wasn't something either just in Scandal that we talked about or it was in an episode of Grey's where the last name was Keating as well? Did we just talk about that at one point in the use of the reused names and it's like friends sometimes of the episode and turns out it's... Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if it was a Keating or it was something that was like specific and I was like, okay, she just has to know someone with this name. Why else would you pick this name multiple times? So we've got like two patient storylines left and then, you know, a couple other random side bullshit things. Do you want to talk about 12,000 foot free fall guy or wedding dress kung fu fighting girls? Let's talk about free fall guy because the wedding dress is like my favorite. So we'll save that for last. All right. Finale. Uh, Okay. 12,000 foot free fall guy. I didn't. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop for this entire storyline. Like, oh, like you were waiting for them to be like, oh, and then his head fell off. <laughs> yes, I, that's what I was waiting for. We have it's it's it was the car crash scene all along where the girl's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden she's dead. Yeah, I was expecting that to happen. But the difference is, is they have that moment where Bailey's like, oh, dear God, her entire body is destroyed. Yeah, they never had that here. With this guy. So yeah, what what yeah what, what were your thoughts with the storyline? What um, me I mean, the, I definitely see where you're coming from, but yeah, I don't I don't feel like I ever was like I mean up until the point where they're like okay here come the scans and they're like prepped and they're like it's the adrenaline he's ready to go and then the scans come up and they're like seriously nothing, nothing that's it. Was but it pancreatitis? I, was just like, I guess that's it. No, it was an appendectomy. Appendectomy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which could have happened by like doing literally nothing so (laughs) incredible um yeah he uh once they said he was fine i was like well i guess he's fine i would love i mean i would love an explanation but sometimes they're like well sometimes they're just medical miracles and this is one of the medical miracles and i'm like to me that's an unsatisfactory answer that's also an unsatisfactory answer in life and i know that happens in life so i guess that's what it is also, shout out uh, Leah to Leah. Uh, so Leah, Ryan, two friends of the podcast, have uh, we have a group chat with them. And she's like, hey, have you watched the episode for tomorrow's podcast yet? And I'm like, we're recording it? No. So shout out. I missed everything you said because I was responding to them. Can you say that? I guess I could listen to it later. But my response to you is, you're right. Thanks. I am. <laughs> and I don't know what I just said either. So. Uh, but yeah, so I was, I was sitting there. I think there, there's a compelling end of the storyline. I mean, if you just said this, I am so sorry, but it's, we watched this video and at one point, all of the, the, the residents are sitting there and they're they're like, Oh, we got to watch this guy's free fall. Like you got, they're eating popcorn and he's like, Sally, I should have told you that I loved you. It's the popcorn Uh, for me. Yeah. It's so good. I would have busted in there with like some white castles or like getting yeah. a steak dinner. Like, let's do this. 
Um, uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of, I mean, morbid, but funny. And he, we're left to believe that he doesn't tell Sally how he feels. Mm, you really think he doesn't? I don't think he does. Oh, I definitely think he does. Why? Because when she leaves the room and Sally comes in and then they have like Meredith and him have like a moment of like locking eyes and she's like, you gotta do it. And he was like, I'm gonna do it. I did not feel that. I could have did been you ever looking. Did watch the movie Elizabethtown? Or Elizabethton? Uh, I don't know how it's said. Uh, no. It had Orlando Bloom in it. No. It was horrendous and I hate it. It's probably one of like my top, it might be the top like movie that I hate the most in the whole world that I've ever seen. Really? It was really just trash garbage. Like I just think it was actually so bad. And at the beginning of the movie, who who played opposite? Who played opposite of him? uh, Maybe Kirsten Dunst. Okay. Okay. Um, so at the, he's like going to kill himself. And then like they have this whole movie. And then at the end, when he goes home, I was like, well, he's for sure still going to kill himself. Like I, there's no risk. Like I don't feel like he is in any different place. And everyone, like, I know so many people are like, that's such a cute rom-com. I'm like, no, it's not. He's not, like, he's gonna go commit suicide. I mean, like, they don't say that in the movie. That's just how I feel at the end of the movie. And I'm just like, what is, I, this is a bad movie. But, yes. That's I'll need to I watch it. With you. I, uh, I, I guess I'll have to watch it and I'll have to go, okay, where is this leading me to think that he's healed or nothing has changed? Uh, sometimes when you make up your mind, your mind is made up. And, yeah. If you are in that spot, let's just take a quick moment, seek help. Uh, there are a lot of suicide helplines out there. Talk to people. Uh, don't live with those kind of pieces of agony silently and alone. Just PSA. As someone who has experienced uh, two two family members committing suicide uh, in, in the course of my life, it is not uh, easy. So... And friends. Um, they also now have text lines. So if you're like not into talking on the phone, you can like text chat people. I'm going to look this up right now. Suicide yeah. helpline. And we're going to, we're going to say this here. So the suicide helpline. Uh, so you just can just send a text to nine eight eight. Yes. So 24 seven, if you need help, get help. Uh, so Yeah. Anyways, I'll have to watch that movie, but it's it's a rom-com? It's supposed to be a, a rom-com and it's all about suicide? That sounds morbid. It's not all about suicide. It's just like at the beginning, he's not in a good place. And then Kirsten Dunst is like this zany girl who like gets him out of his comfort zone. I think his dad may have died in the beginning and that's why he's going to kill himself. I don't really remember. It's so bad. I hated it so much. Like I was like, I, when it was over, I was angry. I was like, I can't believe I just fucking watched that. I'm livid. What's What's the Robert Pattinson movie? about 9-11 no um, <laughs> the batman where it's it's the end and he like reconciles called, like, remember you or remember me yeah, or... yeah 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 and the end of the scene is he's I on haven't watched it yeah I, I haven't watched it either i just i think i watched that end scene uh but like it's he reconciles with his dad but he goes to meet his dad in his office for lunch and he's like on the 40 something floor of the Ugh, of the twin awful. towers uh so Man, yeah, what bummers. Wow, man, my heart's sad now. Anyways, uh, I think he told Sally he loved her. Well, I'm glad that that's your truth because I don't think he did. I think he chickened out. But let us know your thoughts. If you're on Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod, let us know. And then don't tell or me. Or you can shoot me an email. Shoot Everyone's an email. favorite term, shoot me an email. 
Yeah, just go ahead and we'll zip that over. Back. Shoot um, in my my inbox. I'll put a pin in this. Pod at gmail.com. It is um, a spoiler-free email because only Kelsey has access to that. I do not. So it's not spoiler-free. You can you can literally spoil everything. We can talk about the episode that aired at the end of December. Sorry, I meant I meant spoiler-free as in I won't be spoiled. <laughs> yes. I it's will be spoiler-free. Spoiler you safe. Will not. Spoiler safe. It's a spoiler safe zone. Anything else with 12,000 Footman? Other than you and I disagreeing um, on how his story ends? Would you ever skydive? Hell yeah. I would skydive. Not for me. Couldn't be. But they me. have, here's the thing, they Couldn't have indoor skydiving now. You could do indoor, indoor skydiving. That's not skydiving. They can it's, call it that all they want. That's not skydiving. You're like, you're, you're, you're really never that far off the ground. Like, but it's, it's it, free falling. You will never convince me that that is the equivalent of jumping out of an airplane. Absolutely not. You're like on a trampoline and then they turn on a big fan and then you're above a trampoline. Like it's you're, not equivalent in any way. I would want to experience the, the extended free fall. It's not so much for me about the adrenaline as it is the free fall feeling. Mm. I'm not an adrenaline. Like I would, you know what I would never do? Whitewater rafting. <laughs> I have done that so many times. Oh my like, gosh. From not- the age of like probably the youngest I did it was probably like nine or ten. 98% of, of all whitewater rafters drown. That? Give me that study. Show it to me <laughs> on the internet. You're so full of shit. Where I am is like we have probably within an hour and a half, two hours, I would say at least five different options for like whitewater rafting. So it was like a thing you did at camp, a thing you did for like retreats at school, like church retreats, everyone. That's just like what you did. I have done that so many times. So but you're in, in like, the you're in the vast like minority of people who haven't drowned. Not by myself. Like you're in the boat with people and there's like a tour guide. Is that what you mean? It's like a boat yeah. of like six people and then the tour guide in the back. Yeah. It's and you're not, paddling, you're paddling, and then, we, and then the, the, never, the thing flips over one, and you no, all die. I was never in one that flipped over. I think one time someone popped out, but they tell you what to do if you pop out, and then the tour guide just stored steered the boat over and got her grab grabbed her back in. There's like handles on the back of the life vest. Of the what if you go over the waterfall and you die? Okay. I don't know what waterfall you're talking about. This is not Niagara <laughs> Falls. Like every whitewater like rafting experience small, like, ends with Niagara like Falls. Five foot drops that you go over. Oh, and then you flip over and then you die. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm dead. I'm a ghost. <laughs> that is scarier to you. <laughs> if the reality of me being a ghost. Well, yeah, because obviously if you fall from an airplane, you either die in, on impact or I guess, okay, there's there's three options. You die <laughs> yeah, on you impact die. or you don't die and every bone in your body is shattered and you live a miserable life for the rest of your 12 hours of or life. Or you're fine and your, ap- your appendix just pops. Yeah, those are your three choices. Whitewater rafting, your choice is 98% of the time you drown okay, or 2% you do a Grey's Anatomy podcast like in that. Tennessee. People do not drown that way. Like if people were drowning at that rate, then it wouldn't be profitable businesses that still existed all the time. And also there would be no people in the Southeast region because everybody does that all the time. Oh gosh. All right. Maybe I can be convinced to get into a raft on land. I feel like Hannah's going to Hannah shout out Hannah. You're going to write in and tell me that you went whitewater rafting. I know it. I know it. Cause she grew up here for sure. She went whitewater rafting. There's no way Hannah, please, please message me and tell me you went whitewater rafting. I can't like, I'm going to be distraught. If she says she's never been whitewater rafting look, or she'll look. at least tell me that her church also took trips to whitewater raft. So the church is actively killing people. 
No, you're a moron. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, all right. Maybe I will try it. If anyone in this world is going to convince me to try doing a whitewater rafting, it could potentially maybe be you. What uh, if the four of us went? That would be hilarious. We would be screaming at each other so much. Oh, my God, so funny. I, we would, okay, I, I would consider that. That'd be fun. That would be so funny. But it needs to be filmed, and then we need to put it on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. We can all wear GoPros on our heads. That's content. And film each other screaming at each other. Oh my goodness! We'll bring our microphones and our interfaces and our computers to record the whole Just thing. Put them in a Ziploc baggie. What do you um, think about season four, episode? <laughs> um. Yes, everyone, please message or email me and tell me you've been white water rafting because this man is insane. It's not that scary. Like I don't even know. Like, where are you seeing that it's that scary? Like, what movie have you watched? There was an episode of Psych. Oh my God. Where a guy fake drowned. And that is all I know. And also, water to oh, me so is he scarier. He didn't even really drown. No, he faked, he faked his own death. Spoiler alert. Water to me is scary. I've seen Titanic. I've seen Poseidon Adventure. I've seen that one episode of Psych with the white water rafting. I've Where he seen, didn't die, just to clarify. Yeah, I've seen how many people die in the water every day. I've seen Jaws. I've Listen, seen all Listen, people do drown, movies. and that's, like, that's a bad thing. Like, I don't want people to drown and like take swimming lessons and practice water safety. But you also always wear life vests when you go white water rafting. I need two. That's fine. I need two. I'm, I'll, okay. All right. Maybe we'll I'll do it. Two. All right. Wedding dresses. Se- 17 dresses. Say yes, yes to the dress. 27 dresses is what you're thinking of. <laughs> I watched the B, the B movie knockoff. 17 dresses. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite storylines. I love this one so much. I don't know why. Couldn't really tell you why. I just think it's a good time. Um, what, what, who did you hate the most? Um, I was prepared to hate grocery store mom girl who ended up passing out. I was prepared to hate her because I thought she was lying to George. Okay. When, when she was like, my mom works at a grocery store. She's in severe crippling debt. She sold her house to pay for my wedding. Blah, blah, blah. I thought George was going to be like, oh, well then, okay, here, let me let go. And she's going to be like, ah, bitch, I'm a tycoon heiress. I'm fine. I do these contests for fun. Uh, I don't know why that would be where she goes. but uh, Yeah, I don't yeah. really know why that was your thought either. But I, I thought that she was, like, playing him. But uh, I think I hated the boyfriends the most. The boyfriends kind of sucked. No, her fiance was so sweet at the end. He at the end he was sweet, but like they were like the the other guy, mostly the other guy. Yeah, the other guy sucked ass. Don't let and go, so did baby. his fiance, the yeah, blonde they, girl. But did I win? Yeah, she learned no valuable lessons. She was vapid and shallow and terrible. Yeah, but she didn't get the paycheck. She didn't win. So didn't was, win. She a, didn't win. Here's a picture of me white water rafting. Do you see it? I did do Gosh. it once. I forgot that I did do it once by myself. In that That's kayak. the most. Ter- oh, on a kayak. Oh my gosh. You're locked into that thing. You flip no, no, no. over. This isn't like, you're it's dead. not a real kayak. It's an inflatable one. Even so you worse. Can see my lap. 
even How worse. How is that even worse? Because you if just a rock, said that was the worst. If a rock hits you and you, you it punctures your thing, then you're drowning. You're dead. It's not puncturable. Puncturable? Mm-hmm. Are you surgering right now? Yes. I'm going to surger that. Um, okay, so I'm going to post that picture on Instagram. White water rifting. Um, and she lived. The girl that lived. It surely did. Um, so yeah, they have, so this contest, basically the store's having a contest that's like everyone come and hold on to this, which like, I think this is a thing with cars pretty common where you just like touch a car for the longest amount of time. Yeah. And then I've you seen win that before. Yeah. So that's, I guess it was a similar thing. And the store didn't think that brides are, um, prepared to die to not go into debt for their wedding. Cause as you and I both know, weddings are expensive. And so this this contest had lasted like two days. These girls were just standing there for two days. And then at some point, the two of them like fell off of the platform and that's how they got injured. They didn't let go of the red dress. So they're, they brought to the hospital Jackie, who is the blonde one. She has like a dislocated shoulder and something wrong with her leg. And then Helena has a broken nose and like stitches. She has to have stitches on her forehead. And apparently she secretly has massive internal <laughs> injuries that she's just not telling anybody about. Just ready to die at any moment. Yeah. So obviously Jackie sucks. She's like, I'm prettier, so I should win. Garbage. Garbage mindset and also untrue. And also like, don't put all of a person's value on the way they look. And so she sucks. And her fiance also sucks. And then... So they have to take her off. So they put George on as a proxy, which is so funny. He gets so mad, but he doesn't argue. And to me, the way he plays this episode is very funny. I don't hate George in this episode. No, it's actually not a terrible episode for George. When he rips off those gloves and he looks directly yes. at Mark and Callie, He's I'm like, like <laughs> I unbreakable eye contact and throwing the gloves. Incredible. And he knows he's so I, I made a note of about George in this episode. Imagine this is real. Okay. You have to have the mental fortitude of uh, of a monk to be able to survive this. And he cheated on Callie while married. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Callie's now in with Mark, who notoriously is a dick to everyone who is below him, especially interns. That's it. He loves that shit. George failed his resident exam. Mm-hmm. He's now an intern again. Mm -hmm. Alex blew his cover and told everyone that he failed. And now everyone thinks that he's a garbage dummy. Yes. Everyone who likes Callie doesn't like George. The only person that he really hasn't alienated in some way is Izzy and weirdly Weber at the end of this episode. And yeah. he just looks directly at the tag team duo of Mark and Callie and says, hold my gloves, you assholes. I got yep. this. It's delightful. It's pretty, it. pretty good episode for George. I'm a, and I don't hate um, the little pep talk he gives Izzy. As much as I am annoyed by Izzy in this episode, I don't hate the pep talk that uh, he gives Izzy. I think it's good. It's good. She needed it. Yeah. There was also the scene where uh, they're talking about getting married and Sloan was like, oh, yeah, George knows all about what it takes. 
And they're like, oh my gosh, how long have you been married? And he's like, not long. And they're like, oh, newlyweds, congrats. I love when he's talking to Izzy and she's like, is that your wife? And he goes, I don't know you well enough to have this conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to watch that like three times. I rewatched because his facial expressions are really good in this episode, too. Yeah. TR Knight crushed it in this episode. Like, it was so good. Shout out. What, what Shout is it? out. TR Knight. Mm-hmm. What does the TNR stand for? Tyrannosaurus? Rex. Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways. All right. What Theodore else? Theodore Raymond Knight. Theodore Raymond Knight. Knight with a Shyamalan. K. M- TRM Knight Shyamalan. Okay. And he, I think he's married in real life. Yes, he is married to Patrick Leahy. They got married in 2013. Nice. Uh, yes. Did you recognize the owner of the business? Yes, he was in Parks and Rec, obviously. Yes. So The funny. accountant. He's Who's hilarious. In love with what's his bucket? Ben. Yeah. Uh, so when I was typing this up, I almost typed up parkas and rec and <laughs> I was like, man, I would watch that show where it's just people's and people in parkas like fighting wrecking cars, wrecking cars, fighting each other, going to Kung one of those Fu demolition fighting. rooms. Yeah. Kung Fu fighting. I have to do a demolition room. I want to just go to one of those. That, that concept was made for me. I don't I, know I, how I, do I didn't create that. A rec room, parkas and rec rooms. Oh my god, yes, that's such a better name than Demolition Room. <laughs> rec Room. Oh, um, why yeah. don't you move here and we'll open one and we'll call it the Rec Room and we'll also serve alcohol. Oh, I'm sure this already exists. Hold on. I need to look this up. <laughs> no, let's steal I'm... that idea, guys. We call it Dibs. Dibs, it's ours. If, you, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, then you're signing an NDA to not talk about my idea. There is... It's called The Rec Room, but it's a body shop. So I think, yeah. There's one called The Rage Room. That sounds terrifying. But I think that's a franchise. Oh, okay. Purge Rage Room. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. But yeah, uh, The Rec Room. The wreck Room. The wreck Ralph Room. I was about to say, get there. Um, the... Yeah, I really like this storyline. I like... Really, I love the moment at the end. So after Helena wakes up, Helena, whatever, I don't know. Um, her fiance is like, why would you not tell anybody that you were in physical pain? And she was like, well, because you would have told me to stop. And he's like, yes, I absolutely would have told you to stop because <laughs> I'm not Rosie's shitty ass boyfriend from four episodes ago or whenever that was. Um, and... And then she's like, we won, we did it. And he's like, no, dude, like you did this. This was all you, like you get the credit. And I just think that's so sweet. And I just think they deserve it. And I don't want her mom to be in debt for a wedding. <laughs> yes. If everything that she, she told George was true, I want them true. to have. If, if it's true that no one Confirmed can true. confirm. Okay. All I'm right. I'm going to text Shonda right now. Shonda, uh, come live in Shondaland with us. The, there was also when they, when the guy comes in and just hands them a hundred dollar check, I, know, has, I was like, uh, that is not how that game would work. 
they need they need more time to distribute those funds. You have to hold sign a tax form. Like, come on, guys. This also is- at the beginning they say it's a hundred thousand dollar wedding package, which makes me think that like they have a deal with a venue that's gonna like give you the venue. Right. They have a deal with a caterer. Like they're not just gonna write you a check for a hundred grand. Or it's they're gonna it's- be like now you get this wedding. Or or you have to do it and then they reimburse you the amount and it's like you, yeah, you something like that yeah. Anyways, and then the end when uh, Callie gets out of the sur- she gets her out of the surgery, mm-hmm. and she's like, "But did I win?" And Callie's like, "This is what you care about." Yeah, she's like, "The woman you stood next to for forty eight straight hours almost died. Do you give a shit?" And the girl's like, "No, because she's ugly." And I don't think that she's ugly, but that's what that girl says. And then also. I really like what Callie says where she's like, you should not fight this hard for a wedding. You need to fight this hard for a marriage. And even sometimes then that's a lost cause. So like, just fucking let it go. And I like that she gets there on her own to the letting go step. Cause otherwise she's going to be watching Callie mad to me, like is not going to be an enjoyable storyline for more than like two or three episodes. Cause like, obviously we need to see that she is mad and that she is upset that this is happening. And I appreciate the way that they play it. And I feel like it's honest and true, but I like that she doesn't linger on it. Well, that's also part of her character. I think that she's just a very tough willed, like determined Mm -hmm. person. It wouldn't make sense for her to go three seasons. will doing the will they won't they like Derek and Meredith are. It's just, she's over it. She's good. She moves on. And then she initiates a conversation with George. And I think that's really big of her. And it's very cool. Also, she gets the ultimate to, I think this is my favorite, uh, line that I've seen in this, definitely the season, but maybe this show where the, uh, because it's just she she gets this quote. It's the perfect quote, and then she has the perfect comedic comedic timing with it. It's when the the ambulances come up, and Alex is saying, "Do you need a residence help?" Or like what? And then Callie's like, "Well, yeah, as long as you want to smash bones into dust while people cry." And I'm like, "That was she's uh, no." She goes, "As long as you want to smash bones, pause into dust, pause." while people cry it's just gold you have issues it's just she's funny she's naturally funny funny. and i don't think favorite yes my favorite non-dramatic line this is my okay my favorite comedic line of the show because i think my favorite line is don't call me a whore or you don't get to call me a whore you don't get to call me a whore um and then do 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 yeah, Callie, Callie, it's a good episode for Callie. I like how at the beginning when um, Mark is telling George he has to hold the dress, she's like trying to contain her giggles. That's yes. very funny to me. Um, You can also yeah, tell she's a good person because it, torturing George never crossed her mind. Yeah. And I feel like it didn't, like it brought her a little bit of joy, but not enough to be like, ooh, you're a bad person. Like enough where I'm like, that's justified because he did sleep with someone else while you were married to him. So a small prank is allowed. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You could have gotten away with more, but it's cute that you didn't. Yeah. Um, I also love her and Mark's little friendship and he's like very on team Callie. And I love that. I don't want them to have sex again. Okay. You Can did you just predict make... that that would happen. I, I'm, I know it's probably going to happen, but I don't want it to. Okay. 
This is the only time that I'm going to say I don't want someone to have sex with someone. <laughs> because okay. I like their friendship. I'm enjoying it. And he also needs a positive woman in his life that he's not going to fuck again. Okay, if you could pick someone on this show for Mark, who would you pick? To be with? Yes, like a relationship. Mm. It's never going to happen. But Mark and Bailey would be funny. <laughs> That's what happens, Carmen. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> All because she didn't make it to Halloween. All because she didn't make it to Halloween. No, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I I uh I think they would be funny. But I'll tell you what. I still want him and Addison to be together. I'm still holding out hope. You that's you are allowed to do that. Addison comes back to the show for that. <laughs> um Yeah, we got to get us on private practice cuz we're going to have some crossovers soon. Got to get our shit together. So the only things, so now that we, we've gotten kind of through all the big points, so let's just do like a quick rapid fire recap before we rate this episode. Anything we missed with the main characters? Um, small episode for Bailey. Basically nothing yeah. for Bailey this episode. She was just with um, with the skydiver, but she doesn't really like have much other than tassels and $1 Dollar bills. bills. Yep. Uh, Christina gets a good line when it comes to, you know, when her and Izzy were talking about being hardcore, she said, you're flirting with cardio. I'm married to cardio. Yeah. You're, you're nowhere near hardcore enough to commit to cardio. And Izzy like really reached when she's like, Oh, you think she reads way too much into that way too much. Uh, but that was a good line by Christina. I think it really shows her perception of people around and Mm -hmm. in relation to her uh, going towards cardio uh, I'm bummed that I'm still bummed that Adele and Weber aren't going to be together for now. And that's the way things are trending. The way things are trending. Yeah. <laughs> Those KPIs, man, you know, uh, in a what, downward trajectory, uh, Alex and Lexi. Fuck. They're stupid. Nothing <laughs> else in the interns. Not a single other intern was in this episode. I know. Um, that's all I got. I'm like just scrolling through my notes. Anything else you got to make sure we don't no, miss it? I think it? we we hit all the all the big guys. Uh, and if there's something we did not discuss and you're mad about it, I am so sorry. Yeah, I'm also sorry. All right, rate the episode. I give it a resident. No, I give it a fellow. It's a all four. right, four. I like, it. I like this four. episode a lot. Um, I like the patient storyline. Um. I don't like Izzy's storyline, but I think I'm supposed to, and they do a good job with it. I just don't care. Um, and there's enough, just enough, like not too much Derek and Meredith for me to get mad. Oh, you know what I did want to mention at the beginning when she walked, when he walks by in the hallway and they're like, hi, hi. I was like, this is like a Shonda thing. Cause she fucking does that all the time in scandal. When Olivia and Fitz are like, hi, hi, hi. hi. Hi, and then the music's like dum, bum, bum. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about if you watch Scandal. Um, so that reminded me of Scandal, but other than that, uh, yeah, I like it. It's a good episode. It's funny and makes me giggle. Han is 
being introduced. Christina and Meredith have some good times together. I love the I love the bride storyline. I love the George. Um, this is a really good episode for George. I'm just into it. So yeah, it's a it's a four for me. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm exactly the same rating for uh, four four point zero follow point zero. It's been a while since we've really uh, excuse me podcast burp synced up. Uh, I think we've been mm-hmm. close, but no cigar for a while. Um, uh, all the same reasons. I don't think I have anything else to add on that. I I think there's. You're creating a cool little bit of drama moving forward to the next couple of episodes that I'm very excited about because you have this Lexi, Alex, Meredith, not love triangle, but it's definitely like a there's a betrayal that's happening. But to yeah. what extent is it going to have ripple effects? I don't know yet. My prediction is this is the kind of thing that she talks to Derek about. And it sparks some kind of conversation where Derek's like, why are you talking to me about this? Can we talk about us? Like, can we, can we discuss us real quick? I don't care about Lexi. I care about you. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this is like some sort of betrayal catalyst that sends Derek and Meredith to this. Just, just do it. Just either get together or don't like I'm done. Um, that's what I got. Any, any prediction questions you have for me? Um, do you have a, yeah. Predict the Lexi Alex thing. They're not going to date. And Ava isn't gone completely. If Ava never comes back, what a fucking garbage end of that storyline. She comes in. She says everything. They bang. She leaves her a shirt and then goes forever. Dumb. If that's the end of the storyline, dumb. But Lexi, there's no future to it with, with her, with him. If that's what she wants, she's not going to get it from him. I think eventually in the show, Alex settles down, but it's not going to be with Ava or Lexi. It's also not even going to be with Iz- Izzy. Uh, I don't know. It's the, the, Alex, I need, I need to get more of his backstory. I need to see more of his backstory within the next couple of episodes or by the end of this season. I, I just need to know more about what makes him tick because he's so back and forth on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um. Anything okay? So also last episode, Derek was like, "Oh, I have to date again," and then this episode, he was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna keep sleeping with Meredith." So where are we with that? He's gonna date a person next episode. He's gonna go on a date. Okay. Um. Any prediction for Callie? Now that she's let it go. Now that she's let, let it, it go, go. You did say she was going to sleep with Mark, but you don't want them to sleep together. They're going to, they're going to bang, but I don't want it to happen. Now that I've seen her be able to like, let it go. And I've, and I see the relationship, the the good positive relationship forming with her and Mark. I, I don't want her to leave the show before the end of the season, but I've got a feeling that this season is her last on the show. I don't think she makes it past the season. I don't know how they write her out, and I'm sad about it because she now has the bone crushing line that is like going to live rent free in my entire brain skull. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that she, she sticks around for the, through the end of the season, as opposed to leaving right away. I thought she was going to leave right away. I think she sticks around for the rest of the season. Okay. And also, um, Izzy and George predict their sex capades. They won't have sex until 
This is episode six, right? Mm-hmm. Episode eight, they will finally have sex. They're not having sex next episode, but by okay. episode eight, they will have sex. And it will be... Perfectly imperfect. Interesting. It's going to be everything they want it to be, but she's not going to have shaved legs. It's going to be after a long shift. They're not going to look good. Like maybe, you know, George's balls are unkept. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. He's going to (laughs) say, I got a lot of bush down there. Hope you don't mind, Izzy. And she's going to go, me too. Me too. They're going to say that on camera. They're going to say, I got a lot of bush (laughs) on camera. Um, okay, so I think that's it, unless you have anything else to add. Oh, it's so stupid. Why am I the way that I am? Why do I find the things that I find funny, funny? I'd love to know. And why do so um, many people die whitewater rafting each year? They don't. God, you're so dumb. He's so dumb, you guys. I can't deal with this man. I need a nap. Um, okay, uh, so real quick before we go, I also, I'm doing, we're just throwing out so many shout outs this episode. I love it. Um, shout out. My Gilly, my Kelly, um, the day this comes out, February 9th is her birthday. Shout Happy out birthday to my bestie. Happy birthday to my bestie. Happy birthday um, to you. Shimana. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Please continue to share. We're still seeing good trends on our listens. New people seem to be finding us. We really appreciate it. Feel free to reach out. We love chit chatting. Um, we would love to say many, many things to all of you. You can find us on Instagram, carmen.gabriel.official, chaotically Kelsey, Grace Academy Pod. You can email us, graceacademypod at gmail.com. Um, and uh, if you are a company and you want to sponsor this, let me know. Hit me up. We would love to have you sponsor it. That would be lit. And uh, yeah, if you see Carmen walking down the street, no spoilies. Don't do it. And also, it's weirdly, if you're seeing me right now at this point on February 9th, uh, it's like cold, but also I wear sandals a lot. I'll wear my winter jacket in sandals. So it's like I don't know what I'll be wearing. Here. Yeah, it's it's like in the 30s or something, but mm-hmm. just don't spoil it. But like, come take a selfie with me. Like, let's talk. Hug. Let's get some deep dish Chicago pizza, the real pizza. Let's do it. And we'll see you all in the next one.